These are mighty men. Along with Sister Bradford, Sister Frost, I give them high honor tonight. And then these awesome men over here, someone said that we don't have a B team, but if we had a B team, I'm on that team. Amen. I feel faith in the house of God tonight. And I have come with my faith. And I want to join our faith together and believe that God is going to do something great in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Would you stand with me as we go to God's word? I'm going to be reading out of the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 3, verses 1 through 8. If you have your Bible, you can follow along with me. You can see the scripture that is up, projected on the wall. Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse 1 says, To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Tonight, with God's help, I want to preach on this thought. Time to move forward. Time to move forward. Would you lay your Bibles down and lift up your voice, lift up your hands to heaven and ask the Lord, amen, for his anointing. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would anoint us tonight, God. Lord, put your words in my mouth. Help me to speak, Jesus, what you have put on my heart. I pray tonight, God, that there would be a response to the preached word. I pray, God, that while I am delivering the word of God, that there would be miracles in this house. I pray, Lord, that there would be healing, restoration in this house tonight. I pray and ask this in the name that is above every name, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. As I stated already, I have come tonight with great faith, believing that God is going to work miracles tonight and that God is going to move us forward. Solomon gives to us in his writing the understanding of the cycles of life. He says that in everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. 
His word selection seems to contrast almost every season of life. Let me just read again as you were seated, verse 2 through 8. He says, a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Today we are all in a season. Every one of us that are in this sanctuary today, we're in a season. Some are entering into the valley while others are in the middle of the valley. And some tonight find themselves upon the mountaintop with not a worry and not a care. But no matter what season you are in, just know that God has a purpose for you. God's got a purpose for you. No matter what season you are in, no matter where you are at, I've come to tell you, amen, that God has a purpose in your life. Can somebody say amen? Amen. God hasn't forgotten about you in your season of affliction. Amen. In your season of pain, in your season of disappointments, your season of failure, your season of sickness. I've come with a prophetic word for someone tonight that's been wandering in a season of struggle. Amen. I've come to tell you tonight that change is getting ready to happen. Amen. There is a change. Amen. That is getting ready to happen. God is getting ready to move you forward into a new season. Hallelujah, God's getting ready to move you, amen, into a new season, a season of blessings, a season of increase, a season of healing, amen, a season of revival. Is anybody ready to enter into a new season? Amen, I've come tonight, amen, ready, amen, to go into a new place, to a new season, hallelujah. Every season that God has brought you through has been for your good. It's helped mold and shape and strengthen you. Amen. Is there a saint, a seasoned saint of God in the house of the Lord tonight that can testify? And it's gone through some seasons that can stand, amen, and say, you know what? I've gone through some seasons. I've gone through some storms. I've gone through some trials. But the Lord has never left me. He's never forsaken me. Amen. He's always been there with me. He's always walked with me. Amen. And he has strengthened me. And he's, he has brought me through every trial. 
I know I'm preaching to some seasoned saints in the house of God tonight. I know I'm, I'm talking to some that have gone through some storms. Amen. You have gone through some storms and you know that God is able, amen, to keep you. You know that God is able to carry you through. Hallelujah. And you are here tonight as a testimony. Amen. When all hell broke loose in your life, amen, you just kept coming to the house of God. Amen. You just kept reading the word of God. You kept praying. You kept trusting and believing in God. Amen. And your life tonight is a testimony. It's a testimony to every person that is here. It's a testimony to your children. It's a testimony. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. We know that you walk with us, God. You walk with us. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Everything is working together. Amen. For our good. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. Oh, can I tell somebody tonight that it may be foggy in the middle of the storm. It may not be easy to see. Amen. But God is going to work it out for your good. God's going to work it out for your good. Amen. The enemy is trying to trip you up. The enemy is trying to lay a snare before you. Amen. But God is going to anoint you. Amen. God is going to, amen, remove everything that the enemy has put, amen, in your path and give you victory. Hallelujah. There's victory tonight in the house of God. There is victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let me quickly read to you one of David's darkest seasons. The prophet Nathan had paid David a visit and gave to him a parable of injustice done to someone that was less fortunate. David, believing this to be true, was angered and made a judgment concerning the man who committed the wrong. Nathan tells David that he is the man that is guilty. David soon understands the sins he committed and tried to cover up were now being exposed. If you would turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 12, I'll begin reading at verse 14. I can read this better than I can preach it, so just listen. Verse number 14, how be it because by this deed thou hast Given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme the children also that, that is born unto thee shall surely die. And Nathan departed unto his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. David therefore besought God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of the house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not, neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, Behold, the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. How will he then vex himself? If we tell him that the child is dead. But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said unto his servants, 
is the child dead? And they said, he is dead. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and came into the house of the Lord and worshiped. Then he came to his own house. And when he required, they set bread before him and he did eat. Then said his servants unto him, what thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child while it was yet alive. But when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, while the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead. Wherefore shall I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him. But he shall not return to me. And David comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and went in unto her and lay with her. And she bare a son. And he called his name Solomon. And the Lord loved him. After the passing of David, excuse me, after the passing of David and Bathsheba's child that was almost a year old, David had two choices. He could remain in a season of failure, or he could get up and move forward. Sometimes life hits us hard from nowhere, and it seems unfair, but then there are times when we bring on our own hurt by poor decisions, and this is where we find David. David had made some poor decisions. David had committed adultery. And after trying to cover up his sin, he committed murder. And after that, we see that the prophet pays him a visit. If David had chosen to remain in his season of failure, there may not have been a Solomon who later in life would build a temple unto the Lord. The decisions that we make not only will affect us, but will affect generations. If we decide to remain in our failure, we can impact our children, our children's children, by making the decision not to move forward. Hey, it's your choice. You can stay in a place of hurt. You can stay in a season of pain. Amen. But if you choose to move forward, just know that you're going to see the blessings of God in your life. You're going to see the anointing of God in your life. Your children, amen, are going to feel, amen, because of the choices that you make. Tonight, I wonder how many songs have never been written because someone gave up. How many sermons have never been preached because someone gave up. Do you feel what I'm saying tonight? How many untaught Bible studies because someone remained in their season of failure? 
How many generations don't know what it is to sit in a church service like this and feel the anointing of God because somebody decided to remain in a falling condition. Amen. But tonight we can choose. We can choose to get up from our failures. We can choose to move forward in Jesus. Lift up your hands, somebody. Lift up your hands and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody call on the name of Jesus. Someone needs to say, I'm not going to remain in my failure, but I'm going to move forward. I'm going to move forward tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the book of John chapter number 8, we read of a woman who was caught in the act of adultery. The scripture says in chapter 8, verse number 2, it says, And early in the morning, I like that because it gives a time. There's a time for everything. There's a season for everything. But the scripture says, And early in the morning. He came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down, and he taught them. And while he was teaching, the scripture says that the Pharisees brought unto him a woman that was taken in the act of adultery and put her in the midst. And they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him that he might have to accuse him. That they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up his voice and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Don't you love the mercy of God? Aren't you thankful, amen, for the mercy of God? How would it be in the house of God tonight without the mercy of God? Can I tell you tonight? Can I testify? Amen, if it wasn't for the mercy of God, amen, I'd be lost. I'd be burning in hell somewhere. Amen, but thank God. Thank God that there was a merciful Jesus. And they which heard it, be, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even until the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? And she said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. You know, this is Jesus telling her, you're getting ready to go into a new season. You're getting ready to go into a new season. 
Amen. You've been living a life of sin. You've been living a life of bondage. Amen. But I've come to set you free. Your accusers brought you here. Amen. So that I could condemn you. Amen. But I'm here to give you mercy. I'm here to extend grace unto you. Amen. Go into a new season. It's time for someone to stand up and say, I'm going to move forward. I'm moving forward. Hallelujah, I'm not going back to an old life. I'm not going back to an old life. Hallelujah. It was in the morning when this happened. It was early in the morning. Psalms chapter 30, verse 5. The last part of that verse says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy cometh in the morning. Hallelujah. Amen. And there's a, someone's getting ready to enter into a new season. Someone is getting ready to enter into a new season. Amen. You've been wandering around, amen, in the wilderness, but God is getting ready to take you, amen, into a new place. Into a new place. Hallelujah. I want to draw your attention to the book of Exodus chapter number 14. Here we read about how God delivers the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage through Moses. At this point, 400 years had passed since Joseph moved his family to Egypt and the children of Israel had multiplied to over 2 million. With a new pharaoh in charge, he enslaved God's people because of how much they had multiplied. He feared that they would upset his rule. The people cried out to God and he heard their cry. Don't you ever think that God doesn't hear your voice when you begin to lift up your voice and cry out? Jesus hears you. Jesus hears you. Amen. He knows every tear that you cry. Every petition that you raise up to the Lord, I'm telling you tonight, God hears it. He pays attention. Hallelujah. The people cried out to God and he heard their cry and he raised up Moses to lead them out of bondage. And after a cycle of plagues, Pharaoh agreed to let Israel go, but soon changed his mind and pursued after them to bring them back. Don't think the devil's just going to let you walk away that easy. Don't think that bondage, the shackles of bondage, are just going to fall off on their own. It's going to take something supernatural. It's going to take the anointing of God to destroy the yoke. Amen. With the anointing of God, every yoke can be destroyed. Amen. If there's any yoke that is in this house tonight, if anybody is bound, amen, there is an anointing that is here tonight, amen, that is able to destroy every yoke. I need somebody to believe me, with me tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Can, you just, can we stop and pray that prayer right now? Would you pray that God would break every yoke that is in this house? 
Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that every yoke of bondage, Lord, I pray that you would loosen every chain. Lord, in the name of Jesus, you're able, God, you're able, Lord, to set every captive free. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Israel had made it to the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army and his 600 chosen chariots were following behind them. And it was at this point that the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. In Exodus chapter 14, verse number 11, it says, And they said unto Moses, Musicians, if you'll come, I'm, I'm going to come to a close here. And they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. Somebody say today. Today, there's a new season. Today, someone's going to move forward today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. I don't know if that does anything to you. Woo, but when I read that, hallelujah, that makes me rejoice. Verse 14, the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they, what? That they go forward. But lift up thou thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Someone needs to stand up and say, I'm moving forward into a new season. I didn't just say that to say that. I literally meant that. Someone needs to stand up and declare that I'm moving into a new season. Oh, there's all kinds of seasons of life, but I'm moving into a new season. Is there anyone bold enough to tell pain? 
to tell sorrow, to tell failure, to tell bitterness, tell addiction, tell sickness goodbye. Because I'm getting ready to enter into a new season. Devil, you've had me convinced for too long thinking that there was no way out of this situation. You had me fooled into believing that it was okay here in Egypt. You had me, con you had me convinced. But today, I've got a new faith. I've got a new hope that I don't have to remain in a season of failure. I don't have to remain in a season of pain, in a season of hurt. I can move forward into a season of anointing, a season of my calling, fulfilling the call of God on my life. Oh, I'm talking, to, I'm talking to some people tonight, some married couples, that you're going through some situations, some struggles in your marriage, and God wants to take you into a new season. I'm preaching to some young people, amen, that are in the midst of a battle, in the midst of a struggle, and God is saying, you need to move forward. You need to get up from where you are and move forward into a, a new season. I'm preaching to some elders tonight that the devil has lied to you and told you, amen, that you're worthless and that there's no need for you, amen, but I'm here to tell you tonight, amen, that God still has a purpose for you in your season. I'm done. Amen, these altars are open. If you want to move forward into a new season, I challenge you, step out from where you are. If you need healing in your body, if you've been sick for any period of time, and you need healing in your body, I want you to come to these altars tonight with faith, believing, and trusting. Amen, that God can heal you. Amen, if you're in a situation of failure, I want you to come with faith, trusting and believing God that He's able to pick you up from where you are and move you into a place of victory. Amen. Let's, let's usher in the anointing of God. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we're believing for a new season. A new season.
a new season. All things are passed away. All things have become new. Hallelujah, we thank you. Scripture says that I press towards the mark, the prize, the high calling in Christ Jesus. There's never a, a moment where we don't press. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. The violent take it by force. There is always a forward movement. There's always a forward movement. We don't get stagnant. We don't become stale. We don't dwell on the failures of yesterday. But we press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. I can't, I can't just live on yesterday's blessing or I can't just dwell on yesterday's failure. God is doing a new thing, hallelujah. His mercy's new every morning. His joy is new every morning. There is sadness, but there is joy, hallelujah. There's a season for crying, but there's also a season for rejoicing, hallelujah. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in the house of the Lord today. Both this morning and tonight, there is a message that God has something better for you. God has brought you to this place, not so you would be left lonely and you would die, but that he could bring you into a new blessing and a new season. The only way that one can become stronger is if they keep pressing. If you're lifting weights, you have to keep adding more weight if you need to get stronger. You have to do more reps if you want more endurance. That's why we're pressing today, because God is taking us unto 